Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. In this Tuesday's message, Bishop Dag will teach a wonderful salvation message focused on the famous verse, John 3.16, that encompasses God's great love for us perfectly. From today's teaching, you will discover four profound qualities about the love of God that will cause you to realise the depth of devotion that God has for us. You will specifically discover how the love of God far exceeds and supersedes any other in existence and the extent of our Heavenly Father's love towards us. Enjoy today's word. Well, it's time for the word of God. And it's time for God to speak to you. Now listen. You may have come from Kaswa. You may have come from Dowenia, you may have come from Dansoma, you may have come from Legon Campus, you may have come from UPSA, you may have come from Central University, where else could you have come from? Kolebu, you may have come from AIT, you may have come from Wager, you may have come from King's College, Kwabenya, Hacho, East Legon, New Legon, West Legon, Lashibi, you may have come from Spintex Road, you may have come from Mimpiasem, but God has a word for you and God has a message for you. And I want you to know that God is going to touch your life this afternoon. Stand to your feet with me all over this place. Overflow one, two, three, four, five. Upstairs, on the balconies, in the hall. Everybody stand to your feet. Everyone, please stop moving for a short time as we get ready to receive the word of God. Now, there's a song that we always sing um, whenever we're about to receive God's word in this church. And it says, nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. And I want us to sing that song. And I want us to, the words are going to be on the screen. I want us to sing in faith that God is about to touch your life and God is about to save your life in Jesus' name. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you're trusting in His Word. I can to the voice of God to be. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word. For everything, everything, oh everything, yes, everything is possible. Everybody's hand in the air singing. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you put. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible because we're trusting in His word. I to the voice. I give to the voice of God to be. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word. To and to bring us the word of God today, I want us to welcome your pastor, Bishop Dan Heward Mills. 
your hands everywhere everyone and I want us to be very quiet try no movement as much as possible amen, amen. father which art in heaven thank you for this afternoon Lord we ask you to lead us by the Holy Spirit bring us to a good place as you lead us into all truth Thank you for Jesus Christ and thank you for John 3.16. We are grateful and we are thankful. I pray for everyone who is here today to, that you would lead us and send the Holy Spirit to speak to every single person. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Happy Swollen Sunday. Amen. Now, um, can you hear me everywhere? I want to know whether they can hear me. Otherwise, I don't want to preach to people who cannot hear. You know, so I want to say that um, in the tower that we built, we are using three floors today. All the three floors are full, but they are not completed. That's the problem. They are not, we don't have tiles. We don't have a ceiling and electricals, whatever. So I want us to, today we are going to take a special offering and try to buy some tiles to make the place nice so that it's permanently set up because some people are enjoying in an air-conditioned hall down down here, yes, overflow number one. Look at them, you see, it's not completed. Yeah. So I believe we can complete, but over, overflow one is completed. All right. But today I want us to, I hope everyone, I'm waiting for the signal, everybody can hear me. So I'm going to preach for just about 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, I don't know, plus or minus. One hour. Huh? No, minus one hour, minus one hour means I've finished. Already. But I want you to turn with me to John chapter 3 and verse number 16. Amen. John 3, 16. Okay. For God so loved the world. And I'm going to, when I finish preaching, this short message, and I'm going to pray with all of us. That's it. So please make sure you stay seated and just listen for this short. The reason why I'm going to keep it short is because people are in different conditions. Some are in the sun, some are outside, some are different places. So I want it to be short so that we at least listen to this first 20 minutes. Amen. I can see people moving outside, so I really want everybody to settle down. I can see people are still coming in streams. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. 
that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17 as well. Beautiful verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. Amen. Now, the first thing is that God is the greatest person ever. Amen. Amen. Because in this verse, we see the greatest person showing the greatest love to the greatest number of people with the greatest gift ever, giving the greatest invitation with the greatest simple method and giving the, granting the greatest escape and the greatest opportunity all in John 3.16. Amen. So, number one is God loves you. Amen. Now, what does that mean? Most girls would understand this. We, they, all the girls want a great person to love them. Oh, yes. And the greater the person, all right, the greater the Bluetooth connection. Is it not true? Yes. The greater the person. So, I remember one time I was having a camp meeting and then I asked some people if the prince of England was to say that he wants to marry you. Would you give up your Christianity and marry him? I had several volunteers who are ready to give up our Christianity and marry this great person. It's amazing. I want to welcome those on YouTube, on Facebook, Amen, Twitter, Zoom, Instagram, uh, TikTok, all of you out there. I can see you. I hope you can see me too. All right, cameraman, I'm looking at the camera. Uh, switcher, what, who is there? Is he there? Somebody's. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, that's right. Beautiful. So, those of you joining us live on Instagram, on Twitter, on um, Facebook, YouTube, Zoom, TikTok, LinkedIn, Snapchat, you are welcome. Amen. Now, today I have good news for you. It's not Joe who is in love with you. It's God. God who loves you. Now, who is Joe? That you are about to give him your life. Who is Joe? Now I'm asking you, who is Joe? Who is Fred? You're about to give him your soul. You, you told Fred I'll die for you. Fred is a tailor. You are about to give him your soul. Joe is a carpenter. You are about to sow your whole life to him. Who is Michael? Who is Michael?
I'm asking who is Michael? You're about to lie down for him to do anything to you. And Michael is some hardened sinner. You are just one in a long list of girls. Today I have some very great news about a very great person who loves you. Amen. And his name is God. God so loved the world. God so loved the world. The greatest person loves you. The greatest person loves you. Oh, yes. One of my screens is off, please. One of my screens here facing me is off. No signal. All right? Now, the greatest person loves you. And that is a great blessing. So there's no struggle for you. This is when the God who made the world. Now, the next thing is that God so loved the world. Now, the world is the world that is here, which is where we are. This world. This world is one of the planets that we know about. And we are rotating around the sun. Now, recently, I saw uh, a documentary and they had the, the camera on the earth. And then they moved, uh, they had a camera on the sun. So like from here, when you see the sun, it's so big and hot and round and red. So they kept going back to Mars, Jupiter, and by the time they got to Neptune or Pluto, one of those last ones, then they turned the camera back to look at the sun. And do you know what they saw? Oh, do you know what they saw? Now, how many want to know what they saw? No, I think you are not interested. I'm going to Zimbabwe to, t- to, to preach there. Do you know what they saw when they got to uh, Neptune and they turned the camera to look at the sun? Do you know what they saw? They saw a star. The sun is actually a star. It had become so tiny, it was one of the small stars. Yeah. So actually the sun is a star, but it's the nearest star to us. Yeah. It was shocking when you see it, like, look at it. One of the twinkling stars, that was the sun. Yeah. So we on this planet, we are just one little planet going around one of the stars. I'm sure you thought you were the center of the universe. <laughs> but you found out that you are, you, you see, you are just a little planet. And the sun, which is that, was that little star, is 1,000 times bigger than this earth. Yes. So you are living on earth and right now you are in Ghana which is a small part of Africa which is a small part of the world and here you are in Accra in East Legon. Mm, You must be very small. (laughs) Oh yes. Now, one of the stars, I just want to explain to you what a star is. One of the stars, there's a star called uh, Betelgeuse. It's around, you see it in the constellation that's called Orion. One of those stars, you know, if you are to take a plane like British Airways or KLM that comes to Accra, 
and you decide to fly from Ghana around to Europe, around to uh, America, and across the North Pole and come back round to Ghana, like go around the whole earth. Do you know how long it would take British Airways to do that? Does anybody know how long British Airways would take to go around? What about KLM? How long would KLM take to go around? What about Emirates? Like non-stop, non-stop. Shall I tell you? No, I'm not going to tell you because you don't want to travel. How many want to know how long it would take the plane from Accra Airport to go around the earth? 25 hours. 25 hours. Yes, non-stop. Now, are you listening? If we take the same British Airways to the star, one of the stars, one of the, I will give you the specific, Regal or Beetlejuice, and you fly over the star to go around, do you know how long it will take? 1,200 years. 1,200 years. That means that you, you will live, you will die, your grand, um, your child will also give birth, then another one will give birth, everybody will be dead on the plane like you have the cemeteries for all the families on board for 1,200 years before it can go around one star. That is how big they are. And the calculations are correct because when they shoot off to Mars and all those planets, it, they've calculated it to take six months and it's always correct. They get there. Yes. Like if you take Mars for instance, it is only near enough to use six months to travel once every two years. So when it's going around, it's exactly two years that it is near enough to go to. Yeah. So that is if you go to come back maybe two years, like six months to go and then two years to come back. That's why they haven't gone yet with human beings. So I'm explaining to you how big the world is. And God so loved this little world where we were. And he saw us perishing and dying. And he sent his son, Jesus Christ. Wow. wow. In this, it's unbelievable. The God who made the sun, the moon, and the stars. The same God. So loved this world. Wow, look at that. He loved the world. I think we must be very special to God. Yes, he loved the world. That he gave her his only begotten son. Now, God so loved, and I believe this is the greatest kind of love. Bible says, greater love has no man than this. Nobody can love you more than God loves you. Oh, yes. What happened when you fell in love with Jack? What happened when you fell in love with Tony? What happened when you fell in love with Zach? Asokweku, I don't want to talk about him. 
for Kweku, I don't want to talk about him. This is the greatest love. Everybody lift your hand and say, I want this great love. I want this great love. I want this great love. This is the greatest love you can ever be loved with. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is the greatest love. Yes. It's God's love for you. Some years ago, I was praying for some people. What happened was that I said, anybody who has come here and wanted me to pray for you, come. But I think they didn't understand what I said. So only about nine people came to the front. So I started to pray for the people. One, two, three, four, five. Now somebody there with cancer ready to die. Oh, yes. Now, there was also somebody standing in the congregation and the Lord opened the person's eyes. Do you know what the person saw? Right behind me was Jesus. So as I was praying for the people, as I was praying for the people, the person saw that Jesus moved into me. So it, I, I wasn't actually the one laying no hands on these nine people. Once so she saw that actually Jesus was laying hands on the people. So one of the people who, who was sick, she said, she didn't know, but she said she had a strange experience. She felt a very strong love, a love that she has never felt before. So she thought maybe uh, Bishop loves, has a lot of love, the love of God or something. But she felt with great love, but it was Jesus. You see, that is the feeling that Jesus has towards you, that God has towards you. It's a very, very great and extreme love. In fact, if you are not into love, you may have to stay away from Jesus because, Charlie, his love is very strong. Yeah. You know, I see some people are not into love. Like when you love them, it's like they get fever. They, 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 they are not into love. They can't handle the love. Yeah. Overflow too. Overflow too. Are you there? Ah, uh-huh. Beautiful. Yes. This is the great love. Great love. And you see, when somebody loves you, all you have to do is to say, thank you. When I was in university, ah, my wife told me a story one day. She said about this brother who came following a sister. I don't know if it was a sister, but a girl. And he came to her room and knelt down like this. Will you marry me? Hey! I love you. I need you. You know what the sister did? She just laughed. <laughs> and then she took his letter. The letter that he wrote with his heart. And came to show her friends. Look at what. Look at what he's written. <laughs> Is he my type? <laughs> hey! She never got married, you know. She never got married. Because you see, when love comes to you and you dangbeshi the love. <laughs> you do something to the great love that God has brought to you. Ah, then it means you don't really know. It's not like that, oh. It's great love. So all of you who've been invited here to this amazing Sunday service, 
Don't give God karate chops for his great love. He's kneeling down and saying, I love you. I love you. Sir. What's the use of God love you? I need a man to love me. No. Take your time. When you are driving on a long journey and it's time to buy petrol, you better buy petrol because there comes a time when the petrol stations are finished. And after that, it's up to you. So I, I warn you today to open yourself to this great love because you never get anybody to love you the way Jesus loves you. Can I have an amen from somebody? Wow. Oh, this is great love. Anybody who has had a number of lovers, let's say four lovers, five lovers, seven lovers, 20 lovers, 200 lovers, you realize that there are greater and lesser loves. Is it true or is it not true? Like some people are more loving than others. When you remember them, remember this man was very loving. Uh-huh. But others, they don't even, I mean, so it should vamoose from your mind. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, why do you pretend as though you haven't had a number of lovers? You don't understand the preaching. Like you don't understand everything. They have to explain it to you twice. Now, God loves the greatest number of people. Amen. Oh, yes. This is the love of God. God loves the greatest number of people. God so loved the world, everybody. Most of us love, love, you just love your husband, you just love your wife and your two children. Or maybe your three children and your cousin. These are the few that, most people, their love is very small. But God has big love. God has big love for everybody. God loves Ghana. God loves America. God loves England. God loves Nigeria. God so loved the world. The world. So this is the greatest, greatest love. That you can ever have. Amen. Amen. That anyone can ever have. The greatest love of God. He loves the greatest number of people. Number four. It's he, he loves you with the greatest gift possible. He gave his son. Yeah. God so loved the world that he gave his son. Ah, If you have ever had a child. You will understand it. When I saw in the Bible, people used to come to see Jesus with their children. Most people who are married, after a while, they remove their beloved's picture, they remove their husband's picture, and they replace it with their child's picture. I'm going to Switzerland to preach because I think you don't want me to preach to you. Is it true or it's not true? Initially, when you were the person's beloved, your picture was on the profile. But after some time, your picture is put aside and your child's picture replaces the picture of that guy. (laughs) 
Check your neighbor and ask him, please, are you married? I want to check your phone to see who is on your... What is that thing called? Your profile or what? What is it called? Your DP, your DP. Yeah, your DP. Whose picture is on your DP? Whose picture is on your DP? Who is that? <laughs> it's you, yourself. He didn't even bother to put her. He just put himself. I love myself. Now, shh. God loved you so much that he gave you not 1,000 CDs, 500 CDs, 1,000 CDs, $1,000. He gave you his son, Jesus Christ. Oh, yes. When it is your child, you see it differently. And that is why in the story of Solomon, where the two women came and they said, it is my child. And the other one said, it's my child. And Solomon said, let's divide the child into two. You take half of the child, I'll take half. And the one whose child it was not said, it's a good idea. Let's cut off the head. You take the head, we'll remove the legs, you take the legs, and I'll take the middle. And the mother of the child said, no, take the child. And then Solomon said, this woman is the mother. Many people, when their children are sick, they want to even give their lives for their child. They will tell you, I want my uh, to give my life to my child. They will say, I've already lived. My child should live. That is the feeling that people have towards a child. Yes. One day I was somewhere and I, I, I called a group of people. I said, I, grew up, I called a group of wives. And I said, if you have to nominate one person to die from your family, who would you nominate to sacrifice in your family? Eh? Daddy must go. <laughs> and I tell you, most of the people were nominating daddy to go. Yes, but they kept their child. It's like my child. I, I, forget about my child. A child is a very wild thing to have. And the Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Wow, that's a great thing. Ah, the Bible says, how can we escape? if we neglect such a great salvation. Today in Ghana, many people take Christianity for granted. But I want you to know that you are not a Christian because you are in Ghana. And you are not a Christian because you go to church. Just like you are not a BMW because you are, you are standing in the garage. It doesn't make you a Mercedes Benz. I can stand in the car park. It doesn't make me a car. And you can stand in the church. It doesn't make you a Christian. It doesn't make you a believer. God loves you. Remember, God so loved the world that he gave his only one son. 
that whoever believes, that this is the greatest method. Ah, this is the greatest method. Whosoever believes should not perish. Why is it the greatest method? Because it works in Ghana. It works with the poor. It works with the rich. It works in Alaska. It works in America. It works in South Africa. Tell me where people cannot believe. It works for children. Believing works for children. Believing is the simplest way that Jesus has made possible for everybody to be saved. You don't need money because only some people have money. 90% of the world doesn't have much money. You don't need a visa. Most of us cannot get visas to the western countries. This one is not about visa. It's not about passport. Why they say refused? Refused. Oh, no. They look at produce your bank account. Let's see whether you can come to heaven. No. You know, are, are you aware sometimes when you go and apply for visa, they will say, Should produce your bank account. Yeah, and they will look at your bank account, how it has been. Oh, can you imagine if they were doing that for heaven? How many are glad that they are not asking for bank accounts for heaven? Raise up your hand. Raise your hand. I want to see your hand. In the overflow, are you happy that they are not asking for bank account before they can say, yes, you can come to heaven? No, there's only one thing they are asking for. How many want to know what they are asking for? I can't hear you. How many want to know what they are asking for? They are asking if you believe. If you believe. So, whosoever believes. And today... People in Ghana say, oh, I believe. But the Bible says, even the devils believe. They know that God is real. But you show me your faith by your actions. Some of you, you don't go to church. It's today that you've, you've come. You are even saying you are lucky that you have got me to come here today. Some of you are saying, oh, you are lucky that I'm even here. Some of you are saying, oh, I'm just waiting to get out of here. I'll be, I'll be finished in the next five, ten minutes. Some of you cannot find you in church except 31st night. And you say you are a believer. You say you are a believer, but your life is the life of an unbeliever. You are, you are living as a sinner. When they see you in the nightclub, Smoking and drinking and fooling around. No one will recognize that you've been in church in the morning or in the afternoon. But today, the Bible is saying that if you believe, and you must show by your actions that you believe, the Bible is saying that he should not perish. He should not perish, but have everlasting life. Oh, yes. This is the greatest escape. From hell. Amen? Amen. Now, because the, the truth is that we have to die. We are supposed to die. It's just a matter of time. Most of us will not be breathing on earth. Yeah. Hmm? I mean, I don't know how old you are. But 50 years from now, if I'm alive, 
I'll be hundred and something years old. Can you believe it? Mm. Oh, but by that time, even my body would have even become powder. I don't know whether it would be powder or how it would be. Oh, yes. You just become nothing. Ah, no matter who you are. No matter who you are. Michael Jackson, I read on the internet, I don't know if it's true, but they said that he, he, he wanted to live for 150 years. Oh, yes. A dream. And to help him, he used to sleep in an oxygen chamber. And there's a famous picture you see him. Apparently, when you breathe oxygen, it actually does something, rejuvenates you. Yes, so you can also try, maybe those who have oxygen, you can get some oxygen. He had 12 doctors to examine him from head to toe. Yes. Who were specially trained for, for him to help him to every aspect. I'm sure different doctors to help him to be 150 years. His food was tested in a lab. <laughs> eh? Yes. And then he had 15 people who were dedicated to his exercise and his workout. Yes. Apart from the 12 doctors, these were 15 who were for his exercise and other whatever. Oh, yes. And then he had another 12 people who were organ donors, like heart donation, kidney donation. This, so they were all walking and said, so you are possible heart donor. You are my possible lung donor. You are my possible uh, kidney donor. You are my possible liver don- donor. So all the donors were in the system and they were all maintained. Oh, yes. Hmm? Are you listening to me? Oh, yes. But, not possible. Because no one can live forever. And at the end, on the 25th of June, 2009, his heart stopped 50 years. Yes. I think there was only one doctor then. Yes. You cannot live forever. I don't know if the story is true, but at least it's, it's on the internet. And I saw him in an oxygen bank. Everybody will die. And when you die, you, you will descend into the center of the earth. Because Jesus told us that a certain rich man was clothed in purple and fine linen. He fed sumptuously every day. And one day, there was a beggar also who was sleeping outside. 
And one day the beggar died. And when the beggar died, angels came and escorted the beggar to heaven. I don't know, you know what you have when your auntie died. One of our pastors died. God bless him. He died. He was buried yesterday. But when he died, angels came to escort him. And he was carried into Abraham's bosom. Why do I know that? Because I know that Jesus said that the angels came and escorted Lazarus to heaven. But when the rich man died, it doesn't mean when you are rich you go to hell because Abraham was a rich man and he's in, he's in heaven. Yes. But when this rich man died, he didn't know any God. Oh yeah, he was just in the system. But when he died, no angels came for him. And the Bible says in Isaiah that hell from beneath is moved to meet thee at thy coming. Hell is moved to receive you. Everybody who dies, who doesn't know God. Look at the Bible says, hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth. It has raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. Hell is below. And if you don't know Jesus, you know, and this is the reason why God so loved the world because he could see that his children were going to go to hell. And no one wants anything bad to happen to his children. So he tried to save his children by sending Jesus. I remember one of my children was writing exams and it was around November and I asked him, what is the longest river in Africa? And I think he mentioned Mississippi. I, I don't know what, something, I mean, and I, after I asked him one or two questions, I said, this boy is going to fail. <laughs> because the exam was around March, April, and we're in November. And he was, all his answers were wrong. So I decided to save him. Wow. And do you know what I did? I decided to wake up in the night and study with him. I wake him up. I said, get up. And then I took past questions. They had something they call pre-voke. And they had what? Pre-tech. I didn't even understand the subjects because I didn't do such things. I did O-levels. Yes, but I was trying to save him. So I will open the past question. I say, number one. A, what is the answer? Then he will check it. Wrong. I said, it's wrong. It's wrong. Number one is B. Then he will learn it. Then number two. A. And I would be tired. Sometimes I come home at 1 a.m. And I realize that this boy is going to bomb. If I don't save his life. And I don't want my son to be a bomber. Oh, yes. So I move, and I remember sometimes I'll be reading the question. I say that I've fallen asleep. But when I ask him the question, it's taking a long time. Then I fall asleep. Then I wake up. Yes, number seven. What's the answer? A, B, C, D. 
and we will be going through like that. Why was I doing all that? And by the grace of God, he passed the exam. Oh, yes. Why was I doing that? Because I so loved him that I wanted to do anything that would save him and save his life. This is, I could see that as for bombing there, Charlie, it's going to bomb. I mean, there's no way. I mean, you are going to do this. You don't know anything. So I moved everything I could to save his life. And I think that is what, exactly what God did. God looked at you in Ghana. And he saw that straight from Mamobi, you are going straight to hell. Straight from Dansoman, you, you descend. There is a road from Dansoman like this. Like this now. Bam! Into the fire. God saw that from your house. There was a way straight into hell. The Bible says, and he descended into hell. And so God said to Jesus, can we save these people? And Jesus said, we can, let's do it. And, 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 and God asked the son, what will you use to save these people? He said, I will, I will use my own blood. I will use my own blood. I will use my own blood. Hey. And, and Jesus, said, Jesus said, no one takes my life from I myself am laying it down. I know that that's what my father was. So I'm not, it's not a meeting. It's not a discussion. I will give myself. I know that is what he wants. Yes. And so Jesus came from heaven. He was born of a virgin Mary. That is what we celebrate at Christmas. He was born of a virgin Mary. Half Holy Ghost and half man. And when he was born, since then up to today, it's called Christmas. The day that God visited the earth with his son Jesus Christ. That's what we celebrate. The whole world celebrate. Everybody, even those who don't believe in Jesus, they celebrate Christmas. The day that God gave his son to save this world and to save you this Sunday, that is why we are here. To save you, to save your life. To save your life. And Jesus came and he preached for three years and after three years, the people rose up. Because of Satan, the wickedness, and they crucified him. But he allowed it because he needed his blood to be shed. You see, the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Nobody can be forgiven. Only blood can wash sins. I mean, we all know that when it comes to certain stains, it's only certain things that can wash it. Some things cannot even be removed. When it comes to your sin, it's only the blood of Jesus that can move it. And so Jesus died on the cross like a goat. He died like a, a lamb, like an animal. He was beaten like an animal. And he shed his blood for you, for me, for the whole world. And then he rose from the dead after three days. And he sent us said, go into the whole world and tell the people what I've done for them. No one will know unless we tell and unless we preach it. And today, I want everybody who is here, because you see, Ghana, even when they go for political meetings and even government offices, they always pray before they start. So you will get the feeling that everybody is a Christian, but it's not true. Yes. Now, I'll tell you something. Before I end, there was a brother, you know, he's, he was from a, a Methodist family very deep. 
He told me himself. He said, look, I was in school. And then something happened. And I died. He said, look, I was very sick and I died. And he told me, he said he was in tech. He came out of his room. You know, when you go to tech, they have this tall building. He came out and came down to the ground. And when he reached the ground, he went down. And he was, he was frightened out of his. Because, you see, he was a Methodist. Just as somebody could be from Lighthouse or Presby or any church. A lot of people are religious and he descended into hell. When the creature was about to take him, there was a voice, leave him. I'm sure somebody was praying for him. He told me, he said, look, I have never been since I was born frightened to that extent before. A lot of religiosity and churchianity. A lot of religiosity and churchianity, but actually not real salvation. And today I'm calling everyone in the overflow outside and everywhere that it's time to turn away from churchianity and religiosity and to come to bow your knees to God and say, Jesus, I surrender. Look, me, I know it better than you because... I used to go to church. My father made me go to church, but I didn't like church. And I was not born again. Oh. I hated the church and the hymns and all those, they were so boring to me. How many have been to church and you found that this one there, it is very boring. Raise your hand. Ah, I'm the number one of those things. I used to look and I said, this is a very boring thing. Why would anybody ever Follow such a thing. These people must be crazy. Till I found Jesus. You know, when you, when you get a book and you know the one who wrote it, the book t- starts to be different. When I had, I had a Bible, my mother had given me a Bible and a hymn book from my godmother in England. I was, uh, I was baptized in England as a baby. But I was not born again. And my godmother, when I was Christian, gave a Bible and a hymn book as a gift. I've never opened it before. But when I gave my life to Jesus, I went to my mother and said, Mommy, I remember there was a Bible. She said, yes, come. And she gave me the Bible and the hymn book. Beautiful. From the time I was a baby. She had kept it for me. She kept it for me to the time that I would know God myself. And that was the time I turned around. Oh, yes. Going to church, baptized. I was baptized. I was confirmed. I was confirmed in Achimota School, Anglican Church. I was baptized. But I was not a Christian. That's what I'm telling you. You can be baptized and confirmed, but you are not a Christian. If you die, you go straight to hell like that, my Methodist brother. There are people that criticize church. A pastor was saying this. He said he had an auntie. The auntie used to speak against pastors. He said, they are all liars. These guys, they are thieves. All they want is money. They are just after money. And he said one day, he was passing by and the woman was very sick. She was dying. And they called him and said, please come and say hello to auntie. She's very, very sick. So when he got to the room, auntie was lying on her back. Pastor said, 
Her eyes were like marbles, glass. They were like glass. When he came, she, he couldn't even see her. Then the person was looking after her and said, Ma, Mama, Auntie, remember Ken? Remember Ken, the one who became a pastor? He's here. He's the one standing by the bed. Remember Ken, the one who became a pastor? She said, ah, Yeah, Ken. Ken, he was called Ken. Ken. Then you know what she said to Ken? She said, Tell me there's no God. She was dying. Tell me there's no heaven. The pastor said, I can't say there's no heaven. He said, Tell me there's no God. Tell me there's no heaven. Tell me there's no hell. I said, I can't say there's no. There's heaven. There's God. And she was hardened. She died without repenting and giving her life to God. Saying there's no God. They are all liars. They are all fake. They are all thieves. She went down into the fire. He said he could hear his voice gargling and going deeper, deeper and deeper. God so loved the world that he gave his son, Jesus, that whosoever believes in him, something terrible called perishing should not happen to him. Something called perishing. There is something that we call perish. You've perished. You've perished in the lake of fire. You know, there is a story that somebody, somebody said, I've never forgotten it, and I don't think I'll ever forget it. Because it was, an, it was a, a story about some people in school they were roommates in the university. After school, they didn't see themselves for a long time. One of them became a pastor. One of them went his own way. And one day, there was an Assemblies of God pastor. Assemblies of God. It's a great church. And this pastor went to travel to a church to preach. And on Sunday evening, he finished preaching and he came to his hotel room. When he got to his hotel room, are you listening to me? Are you listening to what I'm telling you? When the pastor got to his hotel room, Jesus appeared to him. Jesus was asking me, he doesn't know what he's preaching. I don't know what sermon he preached. (laughs) And Jesus said, follow me. Follow me with his finger. Come, you, come. And he took him from his room in the hotel. I think it was holiday and I don't know what hotel. And he took him down into hell. And when he got into hell, he, start, he saw people screaming, screaming from everywhere, wailing, weeping and gnashing. Gnashing means I regret. They were gnashing their teeth. He saw many, many different people. But there was one thing that Jesus wanted him to see. Do you want to know what it was that Jesus wanted him to see? Are you sure you want to know what Jesus wanted him to see? Jesus took him along. And then suddenly, do you know who he saw? Sitting there in hell was his roommate. His roommate from university. So he asked his roommate, Hey, what are you doing here? You know what his roommate said? Remember it was Sunday night. I told you the Assemblies of God pastor was preaching Sunday night. The, the man told him, I died on Friday. He said, I died this Friday in an automobile accident. 
in a car accident. He said, I, I died just on Friday. And I came here on Friday. So I've been here for only two days. The man was about to talk to his roommate and Jesus said, it's enough. I just wanted you to see where he was. Let's go back. They took him back to the Holiday Inn or whichever hotel it was. When he got there, he was shaking like this. He wanted to call his mother because his mother knew his roommate. You know how sometimes mothers know roommates as well as the owner of the room. They, they know roommates. So he wanted to call his mother, but it was late. It was very late. So they said, on Monday, call. so Monday morning, he, he called his mother. He said, Ma, how are you? Before he could even continue talking, his mother said, have you heard? He said, heard what? You know, then he, she mentioned the name of the roommate. You know, there was a terrible accident on Friday. And he died on Friday, this Friday roommate. Then the pastor, the assemblies of God started to shake even more. Because he had been to hell and had met him there. And the guy had told him when he came there. Many people, when they die, the question you must ask, heaven or hell, which one will be your home? Whether you stayed at East Legon or you stayed at Mamobi, whether you stayed at Tansoman or Kwashiman, heaven or hell, which one will be your eternal home? That's why God so loved the world. That's why God loved us so much. That's why God loved us so much. There's a reason. It's not just that he just gets up and he's just loving everything. He loved us because he didn't want us to perish. And he sent his best, his best ambassador, his best servant, his best possible emissary or agent, Jesus Christ, the son of God, the savior of this world. And that is why every one of us here must bow your knees to Jesus. You must bow. You must bow. Because the Bible says that every knee shall bow. Some will bow too late, but I want to advise you today to bow now. As for bowing, you will bow. For bowing, going down there, you will. But some will bow too late. Yeah. That is why years ago I gave my life to God. Oh yes, I'm a medical doctor, all right. I was one of the best in my class, all right. No question about that. But when I gave my life to God and to Jesus, I couldn't find anything better to do than to tell the whole world over and over and over and over again that Jesus loves you with all his heart and he wants to save you and to save your life. And today, on this amazing Sunday before Good Friday, uh, I want to speak to your heart. I'm talking to your heart. God is knocking. He said, my son, listen, wake up. You can't fool forever. You can't fool forever. It's going to come a time when it will not be, you will not have a chance to fool. Not everybody has a chance to say, I'm sorry, before they die. You can't go on and on like God is some vague plastic bag flying in the sky. No, he's not. God is real. God so loved this world, especially you. For you to be sitting here today, for you to be watching, hearing me preach about Jesus, 
about John 3.16. Why God loved you so much that he sent his only son. The Bible says, how can we escape if we neglect this salvation? How, how, how will you escape? Tell me how you will escape. How will you escape? When the day of judgment comes, there will be no escape. Give me a coin. Any coin. I just wanted to show you this coin before I, I sit down. On this side, you see a book that is open. And on this side, you see a coat of arms. This is God. The same coin, but it has two sides. It's like when you look at this, you see only the coat of arms. When you look like this, you see the book. That's God. Because people ask, how can two things be in one? How can love be in God and at the same time judgment? That's the coin. If you look at God from this side, it's just love, 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 love. Kindness, 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 kindness. Always forgiving. But there comes a time, there comes a day when it changes. And you see the other side of God and you say, no. Oh, the Bible says he's a fearful God. He's a fearful God. And that is why he's giving you a chance to turn around and to come to Jesus. Today, I'm going to give you an opportunity. As you hear my voice, do you know what is happening? How many want to know what is happening? It is a call. You see, God is calling your heart. Some people will not listen to what I'm saying. I know. God is calling you from your heart. He's calling you to serve him and to be his follower. And to stop the religiosity and churchianity. And become a real and genuine believer. I've said many things today. But this is the last call. This is the last chance. God is calling you. And when this service is over, it's going to be up to you whether you are going to take it seriously. For me, I can tell you, as for me, I don't want to go to hell. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, some years ago, I went to a prison in Liberia. I went to a prison in Liberia. I saw it myself. When they close the doors, it's dark. There's almost no window. It's frightening. It's scary. And those who don't take God seriously, you are headed straight for a prison. So today, this is the last, listen to me, I'm closing. This is the last call. Look at my hand. This hand is to call you, come. Come to God. Come to Jesus. Bow your knees. Humble yourself. Don't fight with God. You are nothing. When you die now, you become paper. 
when president, American president died, he was shot. The next moment they were discussing his brain because they have opened the brain and they have sliced it. They sliced the brain. Yeah. There's nothing to us. You don't even know why we are so proud. But today, there's nothing that you have that is important except that your name is written in the book of life. And I want to give you that invitation. It's the great invitation because God loves you. Oh, I'm a very wicked man. God knows. Maybe you use more of the blood of Jesus than the average. Yes. But there is enough for everybody. Yes. As for the blood, it goes around the whole world. Yes. So let God, who is pulling your heart, let him have his way. And if you don't listen to what I'm saying, I, I want to prophesy, I'm telling you I'm a prophet. A day will come, you will remember me. You will remember that man preached. He told me that God loved me. I should have given my life to him. But I didn't. One day I was at the airport and they were announcing so and so flight, I think it was going to Singapore or Malaysia or somewhere. Oh, passengers, please report it was in Brussels. Oh, they announced, they announced, they announced. The man, I don't know. I mean, I was sitting there. I was there for a long time, so I was just listening to announcements like music. <laughs> Suddenly, the announcement stopped. Then they announced the man's name again. This time, they said, well, Mr. So-and-so, please report to the information desk. And I realized that now they were redirecting him somewhere else. When you don't listen to this invitation to come to God, a time will come when you'll be redirected. Say, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's closed this way to hell. That will never be your story. How many here today want your name to be written in the book of life forever? Yes. And how many are going to decide to follow Jesus Christ from today? At least receive him. What can you lose? <laughs> now let me tell you. What about if you don't receive? What about if you receive him and it's not real? What bad thing can happen to you? But what about if you don't receive him and you find out that it is all real? What are you going to do? You are going to wee-wee on yourself. You know... It is easy to speak loudly. But when the day comes, you are facing eternity. You'll be cool. Before I close, some years ago, I was in Kuala Lumpur. And I was waiting for a flight and I saw a book. I've never seen that book again. But do you, do you want to know what was in that book? Yes, it was a man who had been on a plane that crashed. Yes, and there are few people who have ever been on a plane that crashed and came out alive. It was for Ethiopian Air, Airways. And the plane, was, the plane was hijacked. Yes, the plane was hijacked. He said that the hijackers took the plane and they took control of the plane. But what happened was that the fuel got finished on board. 
in the air. I think they were near Mauritius. So the pilot announced that we have been hijacked and you may now do whatever you want to do to the hijackers. And ladies and gentlemen, we are going to crash. Yes. There's nothing you can do. So he said that, you know, the the sound you hear in the plane is the engine. So that engine went off and it became like that. And he said they were on board. Do you know what happened on the plane? When the people saw that they were going, the pilot directed the plane to water, to the sea, as near to the land as possible, I think. Do you know what happened in the plane? Now, do you you want to know what happened in the plane? When, when, when When the engine went off and they were going down, are you sure you want to know? No, I'm, I'm, going to, um, I'm going to London to tell the people in London. Because it's going to surprise. What, when I say you, none of you, you, everybody will be surprised at what I'm, I'm going to say. He said that the whole plane started to smell. Yes, the whole place started to smell. Everybody pooped. They pooped on themselves. They wee on themselves in the plane. Grown-ups. Because it's easy to say, oh, I don't need it. But when you now, this one there is like, that you can talk, you can say big things. But this one, you're going. The whole plane. Wee-wee. Poo-poo. People, I mean, they just... Blasted the whole plane. Oh, yes. Yes. And they went down. He described how when the plane entered the water, the water came into the plane. The plane broke up. I mean, so many things. It was a, I don't know how come I read that story. But when I saw it, I said, look, when you are actually facing death, you won't talk big talk again. You say, God have mercy on my soul. Today, I want to give you a chance. How many want to give me to give you? I'm going to lead you in a way that your name will be written in heaven in the book of life. If you believe in Jesus and you want to pray with me, stand on your feet, everybody, everywhere. And close your eyes. Overflow everywhere outside. Just close. Don't don't, don't go to toilet. How can you go to toilet now? Those of you watching online. Online. Watch me, please. Jesus wants to save you. Stand up in your room. Stand in your room. Stand up everywhere. And close your eyes and let's pray this prayer. Everywhere. Say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus. Say, I can't hear you. Say, Jesus. Jesus. I can't hear you. Say, Jesus. I am sorry for my sins. I am a sinner. I know I am a sinner. I have done many bad things. But today, I can't hear you say today, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me for my sins. I give my heart to Jesus Christ. Save me, Lord. Have mercy on me, Lord. 
Wash my sins in the blood of Jesus. And make me a new person. I open my heart to Jesus Christ. Oh God, please write my name in the book of life. I register today in the book of life. My name is, everybody mention your name to God right now. My name is, please write this name in the book of life. From today, I belong to God. I belong to Jesus Christ. And I will serve Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. Now lift up only your left finger like this. Say after me, Satan, everybody, say after me, Satan. Listen carefully. From today, I will not obey you again. I will not follow you again. I will follow Jesus Christ. My Savior. My Master. My Lord. Satan, I bind you. I can't hear you. Say, Satan, I bind you. In the name of Jesus. Satan, I cast you out. In the name of Jesus. Satan, I resist you. In the name of Jesus. From today, me and you is finished. Say it very well. Say, Satan, from today, me and you is finished. I will not obey you again. I belong to God. Now lift your two hands like this. Say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I praise you. Just say, Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you. Everybody, everyone here, just tell God, thank you. And pray to God, everybody by yourself, to the Lord. Just speak to God for a moment. Everywhere outside, tell Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for coming from heaven to this earth to die for me. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. You are so good to me, Jesus. Thank you, oh Lord. Thank you for your blessing in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Just speak to God. Everybody, pray personally. Pray personally. Thank you for writing my name in the book of life. Thank you for inviting me, Lord, to this Sunday, Swollen Sunday service. Thank you for remembering me. I could easily not have been here, but I'm here today. And I want to thank you. Thank you for liking me. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, tell Jesus you love him. Thank you, Jesus. Tell Jesus you love him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you for saving me. I'm a very bad person, Lord. 
that you love me Lord I'm a very 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 some way person but you are kind to me and you are good to me I thank you for your salvation I thank you for your great love I thank you for your great kindness in my life thank you father for this great blessing in the mighty name of you now lift your hands together say this after me thank you Jesus I shall follow you all to Jesus I surrender all to Jesus I surrender Oh, 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 oh,
your hand on your heart. Put your hand on your heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for touching every life here. Thank you for saving many people today. We love you. We praise you. We thank you for your mighty salvation you have given to us on this day. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, let me just pray for the sick. Any form of sickness, I believe. Father, thank you for healing. Any sickness or any problem that you have, put your hand on your heart. Father, thank you for many miracles today, many healings. We receive your healing power in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Somebody's being healed in the eyes. Yes, Lord. Put your hand on your eyes. Thank you. A miracle is happening now. Power is flowing. Yes, Lord. Stomach cancer is being healed. Thank you, Lord. Abdominal pains are being healed. Right now. Many, many diseases are being healed. Right now. Receive your healing. No, 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 no. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Thank you, Father, for healing in the mighty name. Of Jesus thank Christ. You, Jesus. Now lift your hand and say thank you to God for healing you today. You, Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Take out your Holy Communion, everybody. Are you sure we have communion? Take your communion. Father, thank you for the holy bread that we receive at this time. The body of Jesus Christ is bringing more healing to us. We receive the body of Jesus Christ. Take the communion, the blood. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus that is flowing. The blood of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands for your blessing. Father, thank you for the blessing of salvation for everyone. We receive and we enjoy this great blessing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for passing on the blessing of Jesus Christ to everyone. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.